cafophiles, those of us with a passion and enjoyment for cemeteries. We usually practice graveyard photography or art. We like to look at epitaphs, and we have interests in famous deaths and graves. A taphophile is also known as a cemetery enthusiast, tombstone tourist, or a grave hunter. It is sometimes called an excessive interest or an abnormal interest to having graves and cemeteries. Lauren Rhodes is to me one of the OG taphophiles. She was graveyard when graveyard wasn't cool. She wrote the first book that I ever discovered about visiting cemeteries back when I thought I was one of the only ones that liked to go to cemeteries. And I kind of geeked out when she followed me on Instagram. And since we've become friends, I sat down with Lauren a few weeks back to have a chat. We had a great visit about all things graveyard. And we enjoyed talking to someone who totally gets it. What lies beneath? A totally taphophile talk about our favorite cemeteries and all things graveyard. This is Stones, Bones, and Shadows. Today, we have a special guest. We have Lauren Rhodes. Hey, Lauren, how are you? I am good, thank you. So glad to be here. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited to dig into a little bit of our favorite subject, <laughs> cemeteries. Oh, there's so much to talk about. I know. So my first story that I think I should tell is that I... I got a present for Christmas from my daughter, Randy, maybe four years ago. And when I opened it, I just started laughing because it was a book about cemeteries. And I didn't even know that there are books about cemeteries. <laughs> oh, what a book to start with. I know, but... I loved cemeteries and loved going to cemeteries, and it was your book. It was 199 Cemeteries to See Before You Die. I just burst out laughing because I was like, this is the most perfect gift. That makes <laughs> me so happy. This is my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> and I just laughed, and I was like... This is great! I can't believe that this is even a book. I had never even looked to see if there were books on cemeteries or cemetery travel. And so I was just tickled pink at this book. And so, of course, I have read it. The title, you know, it was just, it's so catchy and cute. So I love that book. Thank you so much. And now here I am talking to you. Well, you know, it was the sort of thing that when the publisher came to me, they said, would you be interested in writing a cemetery book? And I said, sure. 
I've been thinking about maybe 99 cemeteries to see before you die because they're, you know, all those, those books in that same vein. And they said, that is exactly what we want. So, you know, it was, yes. it was the perfect marriage, I think, of publisher and, and me because they really let me do what I wanted to do with the book. It was so much fun to research it and put it together. Oh, yes. Well, before I saw this, I had even thought I had written a blog post about my favorite cemeteries that I had traveled to. And I had even thought, what a fun book that would be to write. Just go to all these different cemeteries and then write about them. So then it was so hilarious. And I opened this gift and I'm like, and I, and I said, this lady wrote my book. <laughs> but obviously it's really great and the photography is amazing well you know there is room for 199 more there you know any number more cemeteries i had to leave so many things out of this book (laughs) that i would have loved to include right you're like only right right no we started with 100 and i said you just want them in the u.s right i i I don't have room for anything else. Oh, no, you can have a hundred more. And even at that, you know, there's so many places I've been that are just gorgeous that I I couldn't fit in the book. Right. So many little cemeteries here or there, even a big one that you wander into and you're like, okay, this is magical. (laughs) This place is great. Yeah. I've been to a couple in Canada that just exquisite all of Canada I could have five cemeteries right (laughs) (laughs) the things that got left out you know I only had one cemetery in Russia so I couldn't even put in Lenin's mausoleum oh okay yeah which is you know kind of central to the whole Russia history experience but oh well (laughs) someday somebody will come to me and say write the sequel (laughs) yeah gee that was nice that you had a publisher that actually came to you and said yeah you want to do this so I think that's cool they had published a book called where are they buried it was kind of a encyclopedia Uh, of of grave sites yeah and it was selling really well for them but then they decided you know we want to do a photo book and that was exactly what I wanted to hear yes yes please do a photo book (laughs) It's really great. I also have Death's Garden and Wish You Were Here. And I have another one that I forget to tell people about. (laughs) It's called The Cemetery Travels Notebook. So it's just a blank book to write down where you've been and what your deep thoughts are when you visit cemeteries with a bunch of my photography in it. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'll have to get that one too. I have one a little similar to that that is by Tui Snyder. Yes, I have that one, too. Yeah. Because, you know, I can't let a cemetery book go by. I'm trying to collect them all. Me, too. (laughs) I have this huge stack. I was looking at them the other day at all my books and all the ones that I'm using for research for the podcast. And I'm like, you can tell a lot by somebody by their bookcase, right? Mm -hmm. I thought someone would look at my bookcase and go, this is the weirdest, most morbid (laughs) person. Not really. I just love my cemeteries. Well, and I feel like most cemetery people are the opposite of morbid. Right. Uh, don't you? I mean, yes. that, that really, you know, we're out there in the sunshine and the green grass and listening to the birds sing and enjoying life yes. and all of that. That's so true. And it's not really the death part 
it's the people and their stories. And I mean, I know obviously cemetery is definitely about death, but there's just kind of this other part to it too, where it's the memorials for people. So to me, it's kind of more about the love of people and their stories. Do you feel like that? Yeah, I, absolutely. The history and the, the sense of all the love that you can see reflected in cemeteries. You know, it really does my heart good to see people being remembered. I think so too. I just love that. And so I've loved doing the podcast about people and their stories. And I just love all the stories I find, whether they're what someone may think is super exciting or not. I just really love that. Well, sometimes it's the the little stories, you know, the things that would be completely lost if it wasn't for this headstone in a graveyard. Right. I just think that's magical that everyday people are still remembered. Otherwise, they'd just be a note in a census report. Right. So you and I were just destined to be friends, whether you want to be or not. <laughs> I have to tell you that I love your Instagram. Thanks. Your photos are so beautiful. The series you've been doing about Silverton, it's a place I really want to see, and you just capture it so Thank well. Thank you. Big fan. I have found a lot of fun stories, and I could have photographed for days and days and we did photograph for a couple days but the scenery was just so gorgeous and then with the monuments in front I loved that but thank you so 199 cemeteries so how many of them have you been to I had to sit down and count so I've been to 64 okay oh I can't remember the have I been to this boot hill or did I go to that boot hill right. so I had to go through the book and count but 64. That's nice of you to do. <laughs> You're like, I know she's going to ask me this. No, I've been telling people it was 70. And so I thought, you know, at some point I ought to sit down and actually count them. And so, yeah, 64 <laughs> is the final number. But I'm trying to remember, I did at one time do a little sheet of the ones that I had been to. And I don't know what the count was either. I'm sure that it is less than yours, but there's definitely a lot in there that I still need to see. I'm really dying to go. I have a really bad habit of saying I'm dying to go to the cemetery. <laughs> I love that. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, that's probably not the best thing to say. No, I think that's your book title right there. A <laughs> hundred cemeteries you'd die to see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I'm really looking forward, <laughs> I have to say it that way, I'm looking forward to the time that I can go to, I uh, really want to see Highgate. Yes, you absolutely have to. Is that one of the ones you have been to? Three times, I think. <gasps> oh. Maybe four. But yeah, I've seen it in winter and in summer twice. And I want to go back in the fall and see if there's color. I don't know if there's color in the leaves yeah. there in the fall, but... It's just glorious in the summer. It's so many shades of green. So we're geeking out over it, but there's probably a bunch of people that have no idea what we're talking about with Highgate Cemetery. Can you describe it a little bit? It's a Victorian cemetery in London that was abandoned for years to the point that the world's first cemetery friends group took it over. And they manage one side of it as kind of woodland. It's to the point now where the trees have been so invasive that they can't cut everything back without damaging monuments. So they just oh. let it be sort of wild. And then the other side is 
kind of more manicured and they're still burying people on that side. But when I first visited in 91, it was in really rough shape. You know, it's kind of amazing to see it have come back over all these years. Oh, that is so cool. All kinds of famous people are buried there. Yeah. Karl Marx is the big one on right. the one side. But Douglas Adams that wrote Hitchhiker's Guide is oh, buried okay. there. Yeah. And Malcolm McLaren that put the Sex Pistols together. And on the other side, the family of Dickens and mm. a whole lot of authors and artists. And Super interesting. It's just an amazing place. I think it's the photos that got me. Every time I've seen a photo of Highgate... It is really overgrown and lots of vines and greenery and trees. And so there's kind of that mix of the beautiful monuments with the vines coming down and around. It just kind of looks romantic. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just an incredible place. When I saw it the first time, the ivy had really taken over. And so you'd walk around a corner and there'd be this angel with her hand pointing up to heaven and all you could see of her would be her face and her hand the rest would be ivy i'd never seen anything like that right i mean that's kind of (laughs) cool probably not great for the stones but but in terms of just standing there and seeing it it's like it's just coming out of the jungle or (laughs) yeah exactly or just one last thing before it's completely swallowed Yeah, I love it. That's so exciting. So anyway, so that's one of the ones that I really want to get to. If we ever get past... When we can travel again. We can travel again. I'm really missing travel. Yeah, it's it's hard. So when did you discover that you love cemeteries? What was the aha moment of, you know what, this is kind of my thing? I think it was a series of moments. When I went to Europe to the first time... I had a friend tell me, if a friend who'd studied in Paris said, you have to go to Père Lachaise. And I thought, how weird is that? You know, I'm going to go to Paris. I want to see the Eiffel Tower. I want to see the Seine. I want to go to Shakespeare and Company. You know, I want to do all the touristy things. But she said, you absolutely have to go and see the cemetery. And I thought, well, you know, yeah, I'll just uh, humor her. <laughs> and that, that was that same trip that we saw Highgate. It was... January and so we pretty much had the place to ourselves. You're walking around and you just come upon this statue that's a Dead Can Dance album cover or something like that or Oscar Wilde's grave or you know just these we had a map but it wasn't very helpful and so it was a lot of roaming around and getting lost and finding you know these incredible stained glass windows and these little family tombs and the thing that really stopped me cold is we found this street where the monuments to the Holocaust are. And it's one right next to the other, these amazing, huge sculptures, one for every death camp. And I understood more about history standing in that cemetery than I'd ever understood in any history class. It was just incredible. And I thought, you know, I wonder if there's cemeteries other places. And it just just spiraled. You know, we started out and we'd yeah. Go someplace and then see if maybe they had a cemetery we should see. And now it's gotten to the point that I think 
Well, I want to see that cemetery. Can we build a trip around going to Budapest? (laughs) (laughs) When you do, let me know. I want to go. Oh, my goodness. I'm dying to go to Budapest. (laughs) My list grows at the bottom because people send me photos and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that. I want to go there, too. Got my life's work cut out. (laughs) Do you have a favorite cemetery? You know, it changes every time somebody asks me that question. But <laughs> one of my favorites is Sunset Hills Cemetery in Michigan, which is a it's kind of out of the way. It's not a place that you would ever find yourself on vacation, which may be why I love it so much. But it's a Memorial Park Cemetery. So all the monuments are flush in the grass and they have this sculpture collection that is just incredible. And my favorite piece was the first one. It's a bronze of eight kids playing crack the whip so they're you know holding on to each other's hands and running full out so the last girl in line is being pulled off her feet practically she's you know leaning way far over oh i love it and it's in such detail that one of the kids has lost a birkenstock and it's like separate in the grass like it fell off his foot as they were running it's amazing and the whole cemetery It's really pretty, you know, it's got all these winding paths and lots of trees and everything. But as you're driving around in there, there's like a gardener down on one knee planting flowers. And when you come over to him, he's actually a sculpture. And there's another one where there's like a grandfather and a little girl and she's got a Raggedy Ann doll and he's holding out a Hershey bar to her. And, you know, from the corner of your eye, they look like people. When you get up to him, it's he's comforting her and... It's it's just a really cool place. So yeah, Sunset Hill. That sounds amazing. It really is. You know, I grew up near there, so that's when I was a kid. You know, that was kind of what I expected of cemeteries that they'd have these dramatic views and these crazy sculptures. And I've never seen any place else like it. I do love the sculptures. There's just something kind of special when you come upon a sculpture in a cemetery. You know, I go to a lot of cemeteries that really don't have many. And then you'll go to one and there'll be five or six and and it's just kind of exciting. Look, there's an angel over here. Exactly. My husband gets dragged all over everywhere or I'm just like, one more angel. I just want to see one more. (laughs) But I have to photograph this one. And it's, it's kind of fun too because if you have your family, it'll be like... For some reason, you can just never stay together. No one wants to go at the same pace and you end up wandering and someone will call you over and say you have to see this and Mm -hmm. then you end up off track and you're like but I'm trying to be systematic here and getting right (laughs) I don't want to walk in circles (laughs) but yeah I love to I love to do that they're really good about taking a book and you know finding some place and having a picnic while I roam around oh yeah that's great I don't know if you saw it. I posted a picture of my boys at one of the cemeteries we were at, and they were just leaning up against trees, sitting in the grass, <laughs> waiting for me. <laughs> and they had these looks that, you know, was kind of like, okay, mom, we'll humor you. And mm-hmm. now you're taking my picture. So when they finally get tired, they'll just sit down somewhere and just hang out. Someday they will think that's super cool. Because my kid has gotten to the point now where she thinks that, She's been to cemeteries all around the world, and none of her friends have, so that's really kind of cool. 
and they've been going since they were little kids. And so I have so many photos of them sitting in front of headstones and just looking at them, just deeply contemplating. And so they just know, they always knew how to do a cemetery tour, mm -hmm. you know, and how to walk around the graves and the stones and how to act and all of that, you know, in a cemetery. Yeah. And, Little kind of kooky taphophiles at our house. That's excellent. I've turned all my kids into that. <laughs> Do you have a favorite headstone or marker that you always kind of look for? I really like the statuary, especially angels. I really like angels for some reason. Me I, too. I don't know why, but they're rare, and I think that makes them even more beautiful. Like, you know, especially with modern cemeteries that. You know, who could afford that now? I don't know who could afford that then, but I know it's so special to see art out in nature like that and to see, you know, the birds and the butterflies and everything else interacting with the stones. Right. And there is just something like we said before, you're in nature, but there's also these memorial stones, the, the headstones, the graves. I don't know what it is. What is that? The mix of nature and and that and feelings and remembrance. And it's just kind of a beautiful place. Well, in the whole sense, I don't know. It makes me grateful to be alive, that I have the sun on my face and I can enjoy it. And all these people at my feet can't anymore. And, right. You know, it makes me really want to go out and do something great, not to waste my life, so. Exactly. Live the, the best that you can. And like a lot of the markers remind us that time is fleeting. Yeah. <laughs> time is going by and make the most of it. So this is just kind of a silly question, but what do you think is your way to go to be buried? To Do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? Mausoleum? What's your I way? I read too much Poe as a young girl. <laughs> so I want to be cremated. No, no premature too burial much, for me. Too much Poe, is that what you said? Too much Poe, yeah. <laughs> there was a tour company here in San Francisco that used to do all kinds of strange tours. And one of the tours they took us on was a Neptune Society crematorium. And I just found that really beautiful, the whole, you know, dissolving into flame. I think that is really cool and yeah I know that it's not great for the environment and all of that but I just don't want to rot in a grave so <laughs> right sorry a little blunt but no that's that's why I asked is we all you know we all just have kind of those thoughts about what we want to do what seems like the thing for us and there are some really beautiful columbariums around me I'm, I'm in San Francisco you know to spend eternity in this glorious room with the stained glass and you know the polished marble and all of that and all these interesting people I think that'd be really cool yeah yeah there really are some gorgeous places that you could be placed and I went to one not very long ago and I was like wow this is yeah so you told me that you and your husband did a trip where you did 17 cemeteries in 11 days. Now that is my kind of trip. Oh, it was heaven. It was so great. <laughs> so 
where did you go? How did you decide to do it? What was the plan? Well, I, I was writing a column at that point about traveling to visit cemeteries. There's cemeteries as travel destinations. And I felt like there were a lot of places that I had read about and were I had been writing about that I should visit. So I said to my husband, you know, how about if we rent a car, drive around, look at some of this stuff. So we started in Chicago. I, I had a convention to go to there. And we saw Rose Hill Cemetery, which was beautiful. And then flew to Boston. And we went to all of the colonial era cemeteries, the Granary Burial Ground and King's Chapel. Oh, and, yeah. And then rented a car and went out to Cambridge and went to the Cambridge Burying Ground, which has all these incredible like skulls and death's heads on the, the tombstones. And then mm-hmm. Mount Auburn. And then we drove up to uh, Providence to see Swan Point. And then from there, we went to Sleepy Hollow. And then we went to Pennsylvania, where we stayed with some friends, and they took us around Gettysburg and some of the colonial era burial grounds there, and we saw Laurel Hale, and then we drove back to Manhattan and went over and saw Greenwood in Brooklyn. So it was it was amazing. Okay, wow, yeah, those are all on my list. It was one of those (laughs) things where things are so much closer together there than they are here in California. You know, in California, you can drive and drive and drive. And you pass through a lot of farmland or what empty land anyway, that has, you know, a graveyard on a hill. And I would stop at every single one of them. Right. You know, in, on the East Coast, it doesn't take you long at all to get from Boston to Providence and, you know, see these incredible mm-hmm. things along the way. I had a handful that I, we absolutely had to see, but then there were others that we passed, like the Cambridge Burying Ground that I said, we're here. Can we just stop and look at that one? And um, (laughs) Forest Hills and Boston, we hadn't planned to go to, but I picked up a guidebook at one of the bookstores and I said, this looks really cool. Can we go see this one? My poor long suffering (laughs) husband, he was in charge of the maps and getting us from place to place. And I was just the one who'd say, stop the car. There's a cemetery. You got to (laughs) stop. He's a very good man. I so relate. One of the times we were in Alaska, I can't even tell you what that, it was some little tiny island, but it was really awesome. And we we're just walking along this little path, walking into town. And I look over to the left and there literally is a cemetery just mm-hmm. boop, just right there. And it was just so tiny. It just was about the size of a yard, you know, somebody's little front yard or something is what it looked like. And there were trees and all this moss and we look at each other and we're like, woo, you know, hopping, hopping into the little cemetery. And that's just kind of the way we roll. Yeah, so well, I get that. Who knows when you're going to pass that way again, you better go in and experience it. Exactly. So all of my travel photos have also cemetery pictures as well. Well, I'm the sort of person who you know, I get lots of pictures of architecture and views and all these other things. And, you know, then there'll be one yeah. where I remember to take a picture of my family. <laughs> Luckily, they, they fill in for me. But <laughs> That's so awesome. So, um, which was your favorites? That's so hard. 
<laughs> I know. You don't have to have a favorite. I guess pick one or two and give us some stories. About- we were in Swan Point at like the peak of springtime. And it's probably the most beautiful cemetery I've ever seen. Just these huge old trees with like, a, there was a weeping cherry that was 120 years old. And so it was enormous and just covered in blossoms and the, the smell of the flowers and the bees humming and all of that. It was so special. But you know, if we had been in any of the other cemeteries, you know, a few days here or there, that would have been my favorite because it would have been at the height of springtime. Yeah. One of the places we stopped was the Sleepy Hollow. Now I'm blanking on the name, but the old church where the the graves from the stories, Katrina Van Tassel and the rest of the people from the legend of Sleepy Hollow are buried. Yeah. And we were there first thing in the morning. It was probably nine o'clock. So we had the place to ourselves and the birds were singing and the, you know, just a little bit of breeze through the, the leaves and it was so beautiful. And that's one of the things Irving talks about in the story is that Sleepy Hollow was such a beautiful place that it was easy to believe that there was magic because it was so lovely. And, you know, it's like a busy tourist town now. But for that moment, that one moment in the morning, it was so perfect. We kept stumbling across these things. One of the cemeteries we went into was uh, Evergreen, which is the one, one skirmish at Gettysburg on Cemetery Hill was across from Evergreen Cemetery. And as you go through the cemetery, there's a statue of this like extremely pregnant woman with a shovel. And she's the wife of the cemetery superintendent who joined up and went off to fight. And she was left behind to, you know, be pregnant, have her kid. And then after the Battle of Gettysburg, she was the only one there to dig graves. So here she is, you know, seven, eight months pregnant, burying people. And there was just a few. Yeah. And (laughs) so many cemetery stories are about men. So it's really nice to come across a story about a woman. I love that. That's a great story. So we just kept seeing incredible stuff. What did you think about Gettysburg as far as just how it felt and, you know, just to be there? A lot of people say that there's just kind of a a feeling there. I went with some friends who, I don't know how to describe them, witchy, but witchy in the sense of like dowsing and and nature and all of that. And so they were telling me all these wonderful ghost stories about, you know, being there alone at night or being there on a rainy day or in the fog or something like that. And just the sense of how saturated with blood that ground is. Mm -hmm. They didn't find some of the bodies for years because people crawled off to die and they you know they'd be in some stand of trees and no one ever found them and so I didn't have that sense because we were there oh it was the end of May I guess or early June and so there were lots of tourists the cemetery is really interesting there have you been to that one I haven't they're just stones with numbers and you know over the course of time they've identified a lot of the people that died there but the battle was before people had dog tags and so if they didn't sew their names or write their names inside their clothing there was no idea who these people were you know the army 
moved on to the next battle and they just left the dead on the on the battlefield and so you come across these stones and it'll say michigan you know 300 people and ohio 120 people and uh you know it's just it gives you a sense of geez how many people were sacrificed for this three-day battle in the midst of this this war that just went on and on so yeah, I think the Civil War cemeteries or... The military cemeteries? Yeah, you just see so many, you know, little crosses or the, the graves. And a lot of the ones that we saw, the Civil War didn't have a name. Yeah, they just said unknown mm-hmm. Confederate soldier yeah. or, you know. And in the middle of nowhere where they had these battles and there'll just be eight graves that say unknown soldier and I just think that that's just terribly sad yeah well all the families who lost someone and then never knew what happened you know that their yeah loved one just went away and never came back it'd be so hard one of the places I want to go is um the D-Day graveyards in Normandy me too <laughs> I was just saying that the other day that I really do want to go to Normandy beaches and see the cemeteries there. Definitely on the list. Do you have other cemeteries that are still on your list? Oh, it grows at the bottom. <laughs> I, I I know, right? I have a big birthday coming up in a couple of years, and I, I really want to see the pyramids in Egypt. I think that's that's my main goal right now is... You know, I've been reading oh, yeah. about that since I was a kid. I really want to see that. I'd like to go to the Taj Mahal someday. and I don't know. I just... So many cemeteries. I'm sure we have <laughs> I said we have the same list. We just need to share. Well, you know, people will, will tell me I was on, on vacation and I went to this place. Or even better, I have friends who will say, Okay, I'm going to Amsterdam. What do I see when I'm there? Okay, okay, let me give you a, let me do a little research and I'll give you a list. <laughs> yeah, so, so many places I want to see. So I know that you also collect cemetery postcards. Yes, I'm putting them up on Instagram. I love that. I have like, I don't know, 900 of them, something, somewhere around 900. I counted them earlier in the year because I was like, I have shoe boxes and shoe boxes of these. I should figure out how many there are. But it was the sort of thing that I kind of stumbled on, like everything else. I stumbled on it by accident. I I was at a ephemera show, and I picked up this postcard of the Mission Dolores, which is uh, the Spanish mission here in San Francisco. And uh, it had a graveyard in the, in the postcard. And so that was my first card. Mission Dolores Cemetery. But <laughs> oh, that's cool. All these little cemeteries, places you never heard of, had advertising postcards. And people sent them. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. In the days before phones were in every house, in every back pocket, cross-country phone calls were really expensive. So if you wanted to just send a message to somebody and say, you know, I'm coming to visit... You put a penny on a postcard and you sent it. And so people sent cemetery postcards and the messages on them are hilarious. That's where I got the title of (laughs) Wish You Were Here. It's on on a whole number of my postcards. Yeah, 
what do you mean by that? You you mean I was there with you enjoying the view, or you mean you <laughs> wish I was here in the ground? You know. Oh, that's great. So you know, as I as I put them up, I'm I'm playing with themes. I've been looking at cemetery gateways uh, in my postcards on Instagram. There's so much you can learn about a cemetery from the historical ephemera stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is one thing, but there's just something about it. They're really tactile and the colors are pretty and they include all kinds of weird things. I've won from the <laughs> historic cemetery in downtown Detroit where, you know, these really jaunty guys are leaning against their Model Ts. I think that's hilarious. You know, it's here. here's a thing you can do with your brand new fancy car. <laughs> drive through the cemetery. And there's a... A couple of postcards of Grant's tomb in Manhattan where, you know, everybody's out on their bikes on a Sunday afternoon, you know, enjoying the view of the Mm -hmm. the river and this huge mausoleum and all of that. And, you know, every tourist site from like Wild Bill, his grave is a, a postcard. And Jesse James, there's a postcard of his mom standing at his grave and oh, wow. women in Victorian dresses and their parasols walking on a sunny day in Bonaventure or... I want to go to that one too. Yeah, me too. I really <laughs> want to see that. St. Louis number one in New Orleans with, you know, all the flowers decorating the graves for All Souls Day. and I usually find them at like antique stores. You know, normal people go through antique stores and they're looking at the antiques and I'm looking for shoe boxes full of postcards. <laughs> you know, there's a couple that I go to that do just have so many postcards. And I mean, I've kind of leafed through them before, but I must not have ever found one about a cemetery. Or, but I don't think it occurred to me that there would be a postcard with a cemetery on it. I could see myself collecting those. That's kind of fun. My favorite antiques dealers have a you know separate cemetery section in their cards, so everything's pulled out. But some of them, every now and then, I'll ask somebody, do you have any cemetery cards? And they look at me like I'm nuts. I'm like, <laughs> you have cards of, like, hotels. Who cares about the hotels? <laughs> They're not interesting to look at. Oh, that's great. Everything you say just sounds just so much like what I would say that it just is cracking me up. I'm like, I wonder if anybody is going to think that um, our episode is just completely dorky. It's just, it's, it's you and me going, oh, I know. Have you been? I know. I love it too. Bonaventure. And everybody else is like, what are you talking about? Bonaventure, where is that? But we talk in our own code, like, we know where it is. Why do you guys need well, to yeah. know where it is? It's so nice to be on a podcast with somebody who loves cemeteries, because I, I feel like when 199 Cemeteries came out, I was on a lot of radio shows, and I had to keep explaining to people, you know, why <laughs> would you do this? Why would you visit a cemetery? And it's so oh, nice really? to just talk oh, to somebody who's so like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. But I guess that's true. And even with the podcast, like, you know, I was kind of outing myself as a taphophile as, you know, I decided I wanted to to tell these stories and to talk about these cemeteries. And yeah, 
I can understand. I've definitely had some of those. Like, so what is it about? Yeah, you do what now? Why? <laughs> why? Someone asked me, did you come up with that name all yourself? <laughs> I sure did. Well, yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Bad? When I started, it was so weird to visit cemeteries, and people thought that was, you know, strange. And is it really okay to just walk into cemeteries and, and look at them and all of that? Well, yeah, people put those monuments there so they'd be remembered. They yeah. want you to go and read them and look at them and remember them. Or people think that it's too creepy. But I think now it's maybe less weird. Yeah, and I have had maybe a handful of creepy experiences in cemeteries, mostly because I'm so oblivious, you know, that I look down in the grass and there's this enormous rattlesnake skin. And I think, you know, maybe I should have told right. somebody what cemetery <laughs> I was going to. But I've never had a ghost right. jump out at me or anything like that. I've, I've had some experiences where, you know, I got a chill and I thought, okay, you know, mm -hmm. there's a story yeah. here. But, you know, nobody's ever reached out of their grave and gra <laughs> grabbed my ankle. So. <laughs> yet. Not yet, anyway. You're like, yet. I guess it could happen. Oh, that's great. I'm just to the point now where I, I need to get out again. The last thing, pretty much the last thing I did before we got locked down last year was... One of the cemeteries here has a lecture series. And so I went down to the lecture. I can't even tell you now what the lecture was, but I uh, went out and walked around in the cemetery afterwards. And it was it was one of those days where it was, you know, February and the wind off the ocean was cool. But the sun was nice and warm. And so I walked around and looked at things. It was such a nice day. And, you know, for a long time last year, I kept thinking, if that's the last cemetery I go to, it was a really nice day. But I'm to the point again now where I just... October is my big season for visiting cemeteries. And, you know, everybody has their cemetery tours in October. And, and I look forward to it every year. And I missed it last year. And it looks like I'm going to miss it again this year. And that's starting to I've bug me. I've honestly not ever been to a cemetery tour. Really? Yeah. You know, I follow a lot of different cemetery organizations on social media, and, and I do see mm -hmm. that they do some really neat tours. I loved that Elmwood Cemetery in Memphis, Tennessee, they actually did summer movies on the roof. I of love that. The main cottage. I can't remember what they call it, but and so people would go to the cemetery and take out their lawn chairs and they would watch Hocus Pocus or some fun movie. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that is so fun. I would be down for that for sure. Yeah, I've never been to a movie in a cemetery yet. <laughs> Me neither. Hollywood Forever down in L.A. does movie nights where they project on the, the wall of the Grand Mausoleum. Oh. And so I think the first movie they showed, maybe it wasn't the first, but one of the first movies they showed was Night of the Living Dead. And I, <laughs> I'm not sure how I'd feel about that. But, you know, I'd go see Hocus Pocus right. in the cemetery. Right. <laughs> You're like, really? Night of the Living Dead? I don't know. Yeah, not where I'd start. But for like 20 years now, I've been working on this book about the pioneer cemeteries around here. And so oh, cool. some of the cemeteries are only open with a tour and there's so much history here some of the graves date back to 
before the gold rush to the the Californios, the mm-hmm. they were either of Spanish or Mexican extraction, but they were born in California, so they were the first European descendants born and buried in California. And so, you know, there's all these stories about the land grant owners and you know just the whole story of Zorro is kind of based on the land grant owners out here and. Um, there's all the gold rush graveyards and the banditos. There's a guy down in San Jose who was killed by grizzly bear, which blows my mind that there were grizzly bears wandering around the middle of California, up in the mountains. Yes, I understand yeah, that. But, you know, right. here where it's so suburban now. Yeah. But things were so far apart back then when you had to travel by horseback or walk that there'd be like a Portuguese fishing graveyard in Half Moon Bay and then there'd be a a Welsh mining graveyard up in Mount Diablo and you know you now you could drive that in a day you could drive that in the morning but back then that was you know a couple hundred miles it was a long way to go and so things were really different and and there's just that vestige left you know beneath Silicon Valley between the the earthquakes and the fires and everything else. I feel like this stuff needs to be documented now before it's destroyed. Yeah, I think that that really is an awesome project. Well, someday I will finish it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a case of the stories fascinate me. And so I I think, well, let's see. How many counties do we include in this book? You know, this book is going to be huge. Do I limit it to my 75 favorite cemeteries or try be inclusive or how do I focus all of this? So, but I need to be able to get out and travel and take pictures and poke around. So. Right. It's been a little difficult the past couple of years to do all of that. Yeah. I, you know, as much time as I spend in cemeteries, I'm not in a hurry to like move <laughs> in. So as much as we love a good cemetery, we don't. Yeah. We're not ready to to move in yet. Got a few things to do first. That's right. We have more cemeteries to see before we die. (laughs) Exactly. I have a new book out. There is a cemetery in it, but it's not a cemetery book. It's a collection of essays called This Morbid Life. And it's, it's basically my death positive memoir of visiting medical museums and touring crematoriums and all kinds of stuff like that. It's definitely darker than my cemetery work, which I don't see any any issue with. It's all the same to me, but yeah, be warned, it's dark. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on. It's so funny. My family members, when they're like, so what are you doing today? I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Lauren Rhodes. You know, my book, <laughs> The 199 <laughs> Cemeteries to See Before You Die. She wrote that. And they're like, she's talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm I'm big time now. <laughs> I made it to the big time. I'm just so glad that you love the book. I mean, it it really, it means a lot to me that you do because I had so much fun putting it together. And even as I was doing it, I'm like, I I don't know who's going to read this, but somewhere out there, you know, there's somebody will love this. And, and I've been really pleased that so many people are like, oh yeah, 
And the best thing of, I've seen is like people will go through the table of contents and they'll like tick off all the ones they visited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is really cool. That is fun. I haven't written a book, but I can imagine that that would be really satisfying to know that you yeah, know, your work. Yeah, to see people actually using mm-hmm. it and getting inspired, you know, going out and adding things that they might not have gone to see otherwise. It's really awesome as our death's garden and wish you were here. So they're kind of more essays written about particular experiences and photography of of those where 199 cemeteries is more like, here's what you would find here at the cemetery and what it's noted for kind of a thing. Yeah, I think of it as kind of a encyclopedia, you know, of cemeteries. more of a straight travel book and wish you were here is kind of my cemetery memoir like me discovering cemeteries and and starting to poke around and learn stuff yeah really cool well thank you for talking to me today and for having just a fun taphophile chat (laughs) this has been really fun thank you so friends and taphophiles do you have a bucket list list of places that you want to travel to do and maybe cemeteries to visit? You know that I do. And did we help add a few onto your list today? Some people may think that visiting cemeteries is a strange, abnormal, or even an excessive interest. But to me, if you love art, history, and the great outdoors, it's a natural place to visit, think, and learn, and to honor those that came before. I thank you for coming along on the journey. This was Stones, Bones, and Shadows. You can see photos and more information about the cemeteries we explore and find our sources at stonesbonesandshadowspodcast.com. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, like us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, and leave us a comment. We love to hear from our listeners.